0: Welcome to the X Block. Am I right, Brie? Sir, yes, sir. Then listen up. You're listening to the X Block. I'm Jared, and he's Caleb. Let's get into it. You are listening to the X Block Podcast, episode 34. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Caleb. Hey, And this is the world's number one Xbox podcast.
1: Probably. Jared, how do you have that much energy right now?
0: At one twenty in the morning?
1: Well, 12.20 where I'm at in real time, but um, yeah, it's Saturday. For those of you who don't know when we record, it's it's Saturday, and it's 12.20 a.m., and Jaron hit me with the most eccentric, excited info uh, intro, fuck, I already fucked up, <laughs> that we've ever gotten <laughs> in the <this> show.
0: <laughs> I think I got close to it last week, but it didn't have that much yeah, emphasis.
1: I saw you, yeah, you did like a prelude. You were, you were telling me what's to come with your intro, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Well, today's a big Xbox Newsweek, as you pointed out before the show.
1: Yeah, it's like a staggering fucking mountain. I'm like, do I really, do we really got to do this? And then Jaren's like, we must, and you know, the show must go on. So here we are in the wee hours of the morn. Jaren, how'd your driving test go? I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you pass? Did it work out? Oh yeah, I passed. Hell yeah, dude. Jaren, why are you getting your driver's license? What's happening? What are you doing?
0: I gotta gotta go to work, my guy. I gotta go go to work.
1: work. Yeah, well, I know that, but they don't know that. It's for like movie stuff, you know, you gotta drive around.
0: Yeah, I got to drive around for movie stuff. Yeah, speaking of me working, though, uh, got a job working with you.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did, Jaren. Dude, Jaren now a contributing <laughs> writer at GamePer.com, literally. So following in my footsteps, yet making larger footprints. Making larger footprints, though, for sure, because <laughs> he's a big man.
0: Yeah, dude. Well, what have we been playing, Caleb?
1: Uh, Man, I, I've been playing Splitgate, Jaren. How exciting is that? Halo comes out, and I'm playing <laughs> Splitgate. No, yeah, I know why. Oh, but I, had, I wanted to get the last achievement in it so I could stop playing it. Not the last achievement, but the mm. only the last achievement I'm getting. There was one to deal 500,000 damage, and I was at like 65, 70%, and I was going to get that over like a two-month period, but I kind of hammered it out over the last two days, and so now I don't have to play it again so I can really focus on Halo. Now, even though I have been playing that, I've also been playing other things too, like Halo Infinite Jaren, which a multiplayer stealth drop. Do you believe it? Do you believe it, Jaren?
0: Oh, dude, it was in the news, but we might as well talk about it here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we can kind of talk about it here because, you know, it's what we've been playing.
0: But, it's true. you know, we Jaren been called it.
1: the stealth drop like, I don't know, three months ago, whatever the hell it was. And then Xbox listens to this podcast, of course. And so they stealth dropped it, you know, three weeks early on the, the Xbox's 20th anniversary showcase stream. Well, it wasn't really a showcase, but live stream. Uh, and then also Halo's 20th anniversary, the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. And 343 came out and they're like, yo, boys, uh, they didn't say it this way, but they're like, yo, boys, Halo Infinite got delayed because of the campaign and we all know it. So motherfuckers be sitting around and we're putting out the beta early for, you know, three weeks early. And Jaren, it's not, you know, it's they call it a beta. It's it's not a beta. You know, the, the infinite, pr- the preview flights, those were the betas. This is more like a, demo early access let's all be honest now but it's super fun which is the great part about it so but it's it's kind of limited right now in scope uh we're going to talk about it more in the news later but the gameplay is super fun and they have basically quick play where you can just do a bunch of slayer capture the flag oddball game modes all in one playlist uh and then they have ranked and then they have uh is that it is that mainly it kind of oh no big team battle yeah big team battle was the other one i was like what am i missing yeah, then they have Big Team Battle, so it's a pretty light content offering, and they're like, it's a beta, and I'm like, yeah, we'll see, but I want to play SWAT, and they don't have that yet, but the gameplay, dude, has been super fun, it's such it's such a sandbox, you know, shooter that we've been waiting for for so long, um, and I don't want to belabor it too long, but other than that, I've been playing Forza Horizon 5, which you and I beat the campaign for, uh, or I guess, the cam- not the campaign, we beat every race, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we finished our version of the campaign.
1: Yeah, which is you know pretty much everything. So now we can clean up some achievements when we get the time. Uh, then yeah, I said I, I cleaned up this uh, achievement split gate, and then I also you and I played Outriders, the New Horizons DLC.
0: Yeah, dude, we're still working on that. We got to get a few more achievements, but we're making uh, we're making moves. Yeah,
1: the game is uh, it's still. F- I like but when we went through the game. I'm gonna back up when we went through the game. Jaren and I did it in pretty baby easy mode. I mean, there are a few hard kind of challenging fights, but not really. Uh, when you well, for what we're doing with the with the DLC, though, we're having to get to tier 12 in the expeditions, which is the end game content. And so we're constantly having to play people that are like two levels higher than us to get better gear and unlock the next expedition tier level. So it's actually kind of more fun, but it is more challenging. Uh, so, I mean, it's not that bad. It's just like the, it's probably how we should have been playing the game the whole time, maybe. And it's it's like a a rewarding, challenging third person action game now that runs pretty smooth. And I kind of I kind of like the this post game content better than the main game, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm actually a way bigger fan of it. Yeah, I've I've been having a blast playing the the post game stuff that we've been playing. And uh, yeah, it's. I enjoy it more than the main game, but I know some people like the story.
1: It's very weird because we're the only two people playing that because they released this huge, like, you know, New Horizons big update for the game. And, and you know, no one really cares at this point, but it's free. <laughs> and so Jaren and I were like, yeah, whop, man, why not? And it turns out we're having a great time. So that update was just for us. And that's all I've been playing for this week. Yeah, dude, we took a diddly
0: diddly dip, you know? I nah,
1: dude, I know about the diddly diddly dips. You don't got to tell me, dog.
0: <laughs> yeah, so does Bobby Kodak. <laughs>
1: hey, who? Are we talking about that this week?
0: Nah, I didn't. Well, but we can address that now. I just didn't really want to bring any more, like, stupid fucking attention to Activision or their dumbass CEO. So, our X Block statement on that, get it out early. Fuck Bobby Kotick. I said on Twitter, fuck little dick Bobby Kotick because it rhymed. And yeah. then I realized that uh, we're associating just normal, nice people with small dicks with Bobby Kodak. <laughs> and I feel like that's rude. It's not very nice, Jared. Some people just have
1: small dicks, but Bobby Kotick, I feel like he has one for a divine reason. Um, My my statement on it is, I, you may have heard me in, in previous episodes of the Xbox say something like, I didn't really defend Bobby Kotick to, to a degree, but I guess I kind of defended the idea, like people used to kind of shit on him for being, literally just being wealthy. And I'm, I mean, I, I get a lot of uh, different arguments and perspectives on that, but I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really against the dude who has a lot of money. Uh, especially since he initially saved the company back in the day when he, uh, I think he bought it out from the initial founder and other people and actually like saved the company and pretty much made it what it was. And I was like, yeah, I was kind of defending his just ability to be rich. I was like, I don't care. And, uh, turns out though, the dude himself, cause I didn't know like who he was. I don't know the dude, but now with all these allegations and, and things that he, you know, apparently allegedly said and covered up or whatever, I'm like, you know, uh, kind of a big fucking turd, Bobby Kotick. So you know, never supported him. Now, I just kind of hate him. Not really hate. That's a strong <laughs> word. Because I don't, I, again, I don't personally know him. But I think he's a big fucking chode. <laughs> so, take that how you will, Darren. Uh, that's am going to talk to someone in talk real about.
0: life and just say, hey, I don't hate you. You're just a big fucking chode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Big chode, <laughs> little
0: dick, man. That's, that's Bobby Kodak. All right. Well, I guess back on topic, I have been playing basically the same things as Caleb. Forza Horizon 5, cleaning up some achievements, and I've also been playing uh the, what was it called, Outriders? Dude, yeah. Fucking got Outriders there eventually. Outriders New
1: Horizon. Yeah, you flubbing just like I did earlier.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. I've, I've been playing those two games because I've been playing Forza and then writing guides about it, so Yeah, Jaren, me.
1: getting into working, studying for that driver's exam, you know? Games are for fucking pussies, dude, not Jaren. He's on the slow train this week. Oh, and I uh, I beat Sayonara Wild Hearts. I don't think we oh, talked about that. I guess I can't shit on Jaren. I've been telling him to play a specific <laughs> game for about three years or something, two years. It's called Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's about two hours. I won't say anything more about it other than you guys should go play it. And Jaren finally played it. And Jaren, what do you have to th- What do you think about it? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need to know. He finally played it. I'm so excited for him. Go play it. Go support
0: those people. Go play Sayonara Wild Hearts. Great game. Yep. And while you're playing that, you can listen to us tell you about what's to come next in, uh, Outside the Box. I'm
1: thinking outside
0: the box. Where we cover all the news you need to know outside the Xbox community. And the first thing in Outside the Box, it's real, and who the fuck is that green reindeer looking motherfucker? The WB's multiverse game has officially been announced, it features Batman, Arya Stark, and more. Ooh, so the thing we titled our episode
1: was it two weeks ago? Batman versus Shaggy? Because we heard yeah. this shit was coming, and it turns out Batman versus Shaggy. No question mark, Jaren. That's just what it is now. Exclamation point. They dropped the trailer <laughs> for what is it called? Uh,
0: multiverses.
1: Multiverses. Like, you get it? Like, multiverses? Like, you know, this person versus this person, but also multiverses. Do you get it,
0: Jaren? Oh, yeah, dude, I get it. All right. And here's some of the characters that are in the game. This comes from Matt Perslow over at IGN, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark, Jake the Dog, Finn the Human, Steven Universe, Garnet, Tom and Jerry, Rain Dog. <laughs> That's the this... that's the green guy that I said. No one knows who this is. And everyone on Twitter is like, who the fuck is the reindeer?
1: Yeah, I guess we're just stupid. And, you know, I'm definitely stupid. But I see that that rain dog green thing and I'm like, I don't remember what the fuck that's from. And it's bothering me. I'm not, not enough to look it up just below that threshold, though, where I'm like, oh, what no, is dude, it's thing?
0: a it's an original character.
1: Oh, is it? Are you are you, are you yeah. you're lying to me? Don't fucking lie to me, Jaren.
0: No, no, I'm not. Hey, don't be teasing me, Jaren. It's an original character. Says that in the IGN article. Does it really? Yeah.
1: An original character from multiverse. Oh, wow. OK, dude, how? See, this is the thing. You do shit to me for so many years and now I don't trust you. This is what's wrong with our relationship. You try to tell me this, <laughs> and I have to question you about nine times until I read it myself. See? Oh, oh dude, it's fine. It's got to keep you on your toes. Well, yeah, but, you know, anyway, this game, uh, are you excited for this, Jeremy? I mean, we call it, I mean, we didn't call it. We reported on it from other people who had inside information on it, but uh, what do you think about multiverses and this Warner Brothers smash attempt with cartoon
0: characters and the like? I'm waiting for multi-party instead multi-party what is multi-party uh it's just this is smash brothers i want the same game but mario party
1: what does that mean jaren oh you mean the mario party version of that like okay so this is to super smash brothers what you're looking for to mario party
0: yeah i want like batman superman wonder woman and harley quinn rocking up some mario party with all these other people in there (laughs) yeah and i were talking about earlier this week we're like there's not a lot of Mar. there's like
1: no mario party clones like, you're talking about, you know, you have Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl and PlayStation, what is it, All-Stars? And yeah, thing, PlayStation and, All-Stars. Yeah, and then this game coming out, you have, like, all these things that want to mimic Super Smash Brothers and how great that is, but you don't see anything being like, let's replicate Mario Party, which is a super fun game.
0: Yeah, dude, I just want to play Mario Party with, like, on an actual console that is isn't the Switch.
1: I mean, that's fair. I mean, I don't want to play anything on the Switch.
0: <laughs> at all and
1: I mean I'll just go on with with these characters you know I'm I watched the trailer and I'll admit the three minute I, I guess there's a, a YouTube video that like has 200 and something thousand views already um, and it's called uh, multiverse's first look reveal and it's for PS5 PS4 and it has the game director from the studio that I've never heard of uh, kind of talk about the game over gameplay and such and uh, it's I mean it's he's pretty passionate he seems pretty passionate about it very knowledgeable Seems like a nice group of people in studio. Uh, the art direction is pretty good. The gameplay looks a little bit clunky, especially compared to Smash, but that's because Smash has such a budget and all these other things uh, that are behind it and the history. And they just know—they just know what's going on with Smash. Smash is just super polished. But uh, you know, YouTube got rid of dislikes, so I can't see how many dislikes the damn video has. But it has twelve thousand likes, and the top comments are like this guy Zanzibar says: the renders, the original VA, the mechanics, free to play. Rollback netcode and dedicated servers, sick opening roster. you sold me immediately. I'd love to support this game and help it grow. And it has like 779 likes. And you have this other person that said, I really hope this game does well. It is Smash Brothers for cartoon characters. This is something I've always wanted. This could open the door for all sorts of crossovers. And, you know, all the comments are just positive. So that's pretty cool. And then this one man, Atomic Forgery, which has 2.6 thousand likes, says, we did it, boys. We finally memed Shaggy into a fighting game. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day, because he does go, I guess, Shaggy's equivalent of Super Saiyan or Ultra Instinct there in the video. So it's, if you're into that, I mean, go play it. It's free to play, right? It's based on cosmetics and a battle pass type system or a season pass yeah, kind of system.
0: That's my only worry about it, you know?
1: I mean, well, it gets more people involved. They don't have to pay a premium for this product that otherwise I assume wouldn't sell. <laughs> in this day and age, I mean, you don't have Sm- Smash Brothers built-in audience
0: yeah, I just feel like it's going to divulge into way too expensive character add-ons, like stages getting added that cost money and just a whole bunch of stuff that like segments the player base. Yeah, I
1: mean, I'm kind of I see that happening. I don't know if this is going to succeed, but it's a cool project nonetheless. I'm I'm kind of I'm rooting for these guys, honestly. I want it to do well. Uh and it's cool that they have it's cool they have Arya Stark in there. And apparently it's literally voiced uh by Old Girl, what's her name? Macy Williams. So that's pretty cool. (laughs) And as like all the original voice actors for these things, which apparently the Nickelodeon game doesn't have. Like, I don't think the Nickelodeon game has a bunch of voice acting or anything.
0: So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And the next thing in Outside the Box, the Game Awards 2021 nominations have been revealed and Deathloop leads the way with nine nominations, Caleb. Man, and what what has it been nominated for? Oh, goodness. Just a lot of of stuff. Game of the Year, (laughs) Best Game Direction, and then a bunch of other things, but those are the two main important ones.
1: Yeah, so the Game Awards are December 9th uh, this year, and they, they released all the all the shit. What day did this go live?
0: Uh, the nominations? November 16th.
1: Yeah, I think November 15th. Was that the cutoff date for voting?
0: I believe so, yeah.
1: Okay, and then I think, uh, from what I understand, uh, Game of the Year, you have to pick that, I think, before. I think it, you, you you solidify that earlier than November 15th, too. Uh, I think that's literally November 15th, just the cutoff. But here's kind of the Xbox perspective on this shit. So Game of the Year nominees include Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. A couple of takeaways, Jared, and I want to hear what you have to say about this. First of all, all those games are the exact same for best game direction, which, you know, that would make sense. Um, Uh, I guess except Returnal. Returnal. Returnal's
0: added in in Resident Evil... And Metroid are taken out.
1: Yeah, and then but the all the games that are in there except Returnal. And anyway, most of those games are Best Game Direction. But my, more of my point though is that looking at this from like a just a first in- impression, it's kind of a light year for games, you know, because everything I guess COVID and things getting delayed out of this year, and I don't know, it just seems like a kind of lighter year for games if you look through all the nominations. Uh, second of all, yeah, Deathloop, which is an Xbox Studio game that is exclusive to PlayStation because of you know them acquiring with Bethesda and it being having a contract already with them for a year of exclusivity that is uh, in the, you know, has the most awards and is a game of the year nominee. Uh, And then beyond that, the third major thing takeaway is that Forza horizon five is not on here, but that seems to be, and Jaren pointed this out and I've heard it elsewhere is because of the, it, it just didn't release early enough. Like people played it a bit, I guess kind of, but even though it was like higher rated than all of these games in here, it just kind of missed, I guess, the cutoff for game of the year nominations or when those things went in or mostly kind of with a lot of people or most outlets. So it's not in there, even though it's higher rated and has more players.
0: Uh, Yeah. 10 million as of, I think, yesterday, <laughs> which is absurd. It has like the
1: it's like the biggest Xbox launch, I think, ever. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. And the biggest Forza game, obviously. And it's it's huge, but uh, it's not in the game of the year. It's it's I just want to throw out real quick. Uh, it's in what was it? Audio design or bet. Yeah. Best audio design. Um, And then it's also in best, uh, what is it, sports slash racing. It's in there. And then it's also in the one, it's in one where it's competing. I don't remember what exactly, uh, which one it is, but it's competing with Microsoft Flight Simulator for
0: one. Did you see that? Oh, is it, uh, it's in Innovation and Accessibility also. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the one. I think Innovation and Accessibility is where it's competing with Microsoft Flight Simulator for two. So. Oh yeah,
0: I don't see Flight Sim in there, but maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Okay, Yeah,
1: it's it's in one of these. Uh, oh no, Best Sim Slash, oh no, no, sorry, I'm mistaken. A- Age of Empires 4 is competing with Microsoft Flight Simulator for Best Sim Slash Strategy. So I don't know who's going to win there. My apologies though. Yeah, Forza Horizon 5 is with uh, Best, uh, what is it, Racing
0: Game, or was that it? Uh, yeah, Best Racing Game, Innovation in Accessibility, and Audio Design. There you go. Okay, go ahead, Jaren. I, I talked a lot, but I, I kind of flubbed a few times. <laughs> The one thing I wanted to point out about Game of the Year, three of those games are in Game Pass. Deathloop, It Takes... Or will be in Game Pass, sorry. Deathloop, It Takes Two, and Psychonauts 2 will all be in Game Pass by, like, September next year, which is crazy. Well, is It
1: Takes Two, is that already in Game Pass?
0: I think it's It Takes Two and Psychonauts 2 are already in Game Pass.
1: Yeah, and if not, It Takes Two at some point is going to go in that EA Ultimate, or whatever, EA Play, yep. which will be in Game Pass Ultimate. That's So, yeah, I mean, that's... That's pretty cool. And I didn't think about, yeah, Deathloop's going to be a da- game pass when it comes out. And according to this GameSpot article by Jason Finelli, uh, they say that uh, Arcane Studios, yeah, lead game leads with nine, nine nominations. But then it says the 14 combined noms for Death Loops and Psychonauts are a major factor in Xbox slash Bethesda, leading all other publishers with 20 nominations at this year's show. Sony Interactive Entertainment is second with 11 nominations. Square Enix and EA are tied for third with 10 each. Uh, that kind of goes to show... PlayStation didn't really release a huge game for them this year, like a big banger. Next year, they're releasing Horizon and God of War, maybe I guess Gran Turismo and whatever else. I imagine it'll be the usual shit where PlayStation dominates this year. But Xbox went pretty hard this year, especially in the fall. Uh, Forza Horizon Five presumably would have been Game of the Year nominee if it had released a bit earlier. But like that's fine, whatever. And yeah, Xbox and Bethesda are like leading leading publishers with with nominations this year.
0: Yeah, a couple things I wanted to point out for the rest of the awards. Mm-hmm. Best performance, they snubbed my boy Keanu Reeves. Dope in Cyberpunk. Yeah, in Cyberpunk. Oh, I was gonna mention
1: that when I read these earlier. I saw Cyberpunk actually got some nominations. Like, even though people complained about it so much, it's in there for best score and music. It's in and it's in there for best role playing game.
0: Yeah, that's the one that blew me away. I didn't understand how it was in for best role playing game when it literally got a four out of 10 on the Xbox one, but
1: yeah, what the know. hell is that? About? And it, yeah, it just goes to show like the game awards are fun. I like them. You know, Jeff Keeley's a really cool, nice guy and it's fun to look forward to. And it's just fun to talk about because uh, it's fun to talk about because it's fun to talk about, obviously for a number of reasons, but in terms of actual awards, people in the industry and uh, larger people and others have talked about how it's kind of like the way the nominations are gotten from all these outlets and other things. And it's like, eh not really it's not really an accurate representation people put more I guess stock in the BAFTAs and the dice awards but those are also the same people who like in the BAFTAs and things who you know praise dreams which sucks so <laughs> you know I don't really the people who say those are the big guys I'm like yeah well they praise dreams out the wazoo so they can kind of eat my dick like I don't really I don't know man I have eyeballs so
0: yeah and the last thing I wanted to talk about was you can see a pretty much what already next games like Game of the Year's are going to be. Next year's, sorry. But Most Anticipated Game is an award, and it's Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West. I like how it just says sequel to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We don't even know the name yet. And yeah. then Starfield. So there you go. Those are your five games of the year next year.
1: Did, <laughs> did
0: Legend of Zelda... Did, they, did Was that the, the one
1: for last year, most anticipated games? Or was that Halo Infinite? I think Halo Infinite won last year, right? It might
0: have. I think... They th- wasn't God of War still in last year's one because they threw up the title screen. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know what it. I thought it was Halo Infinite was most anticipated
1: game. Maybe I'm wrong though. That's possible. Um, but this year, more to your point though. Yeah, that seems like those are gonna be the game of the year contenders here. Ragnarok, yeah, Forbidden West, Zelda, Starfield. I wonder what's gonna win most anticipated game. Like I wonder if it will actually be Starfield, but I doubt it. I bet it'll be a Sony game. Uh, I could see them splitting the difference and giving it to Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring, from people who've gotten early previews and early access kind of shit to it that have played it for a bit, Uh, essentially, people just say it's, yeah, it's open world Dark Souls, which we knew, but, you know, you can ride horses around and whatever the hell else, but from what people have played, that is literally what it is. People are like, it's Dark Souls 4. It is literally Dark Souls 4, you know, Dark Souls open world. That's it. That's what, that's the game. So if you don't like (laughs) Dark Souls, then don't play it, is apparently what I'm getting from
0: it, from what people have said. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I got to say about the Game Awards, so why don't we hop over to the X-Block, Caleb?
1: I'm losing my stamina here, Jaren, at 12.45am, let me be honest with you. I'm, I'm hanging on, but we got a lot of news this week, especially
0: Xbox-related. To start off that news, Big Daddy Halo is here, and it's getting fixed. What does that mean, Jaren? Caleb already kind of brought it up, but Halo Infinite did stealth drop this week, and on Steam- Well, the multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer. And on Steam, it hit more than 270,000 concurrent players within eight hours of its release. Which is crazy. Yeah, that doubled Xbox's, like, previous record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's absurd. That's an
1: absurd number of people.
0: Also, the servers held up for probably a million people playing it at once on on launch day. The servers actually held up.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's what's crazy about this. People have kind of put all this information together in better ways, but I'll talk about a bit of it here. And I kind of mentioned some of it earlier. I'm like, so I'm not mixed on Halo Infinite's multiplayer. It's just I have so many things to say about it. Like, it's so much. It's so fun. Um. It's, it's like really, fu- I can't describe it anymore It's really fun to play. Just the sand, they really nailed the feel and the weapons. Like the assault rifle is actually usable. Everything feels like the actual usual Halo playground, even if it feels a bit more Halo reach than Halo 3. It's just the Halo sandbox is there and the feel and atmosphere of it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you, you can't not play with, I think, PC players right now. They don't have that. The battle pass system, which we're going to talk about in a sec, needs a bit of reworking. But, but at the same time, the servers, Jaren, all those people and all these games that always fail no matter what, even though they know how many fucking people are going to play the game. The servers didn't fail for Halo Infinite. Like, you couldn't play it for, like, they, they announced this at their big Xbox 20th anniversary uh, event that we talked about earlier. They announced that it was live. And it only worked, you had to do some workarounds, kind of, but it, it basically didn't work on Xbox for a couple hours until you could download it. They said it was live. And it was like, "I can't download it," and people are on Steam were were like, "I can download it," and some people on Steam were like, "I can't, but I can do this and then download it." But what it, a funny point is that the game was available on Steam, it seems before Xbox, which is hilarious, that a- Halo Infinite was first available on Steam, which is awesome. But it's like, yeah, then but after that initial two hours, Jan, the server's held up, which is crazy, and it doesn't have any it doesn't have any glaring bugs or issues, you know? It's like, which is, uh, with, that's just absurd for this game, especially with the tumultuous development cycle and the fact that it just got out of these tech previews and other things. And But it's con- another thing, like contrary to that, it's content light. So it's not as much playlists and other things as we would like. There's just so much to say about it, but it it's like so fun at the base level, but just needs a, a more spice to it. That's kind of all my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, I, I had a great time playing it. I got slowly better, kind of. As we played once I like figured out how to play the game and all that kind of things I don't usually play Halo so that took me like a good hour hour and a half to truly figure out how to play and then I was doing pretty well at the end and yeah the the battle pass was definitely the biggest criticism that the game had and they've already made like slight changes to it like I think you said they add a challenge for like winning games that you can like consistently get and there's a and there's a challenge for like just getting kills too that you can consistently get yeah so you put you put it in the doc
1: here, Halo Infinite Battle Pass is being changed to make it easier to earn XP from Video Game Chronicles. So yeah, you kind of, Jaren kind of talked about that. 343 has already responded to the backlash to the Battle Pass system. Essentially, it was super, it took a long time to level up. People had played it for many, 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 many hours and they're like, I'm level five in the Battle Pass. What the fuck? And it's because of the challenge system that we've known about for months and talked about on the show. Jaren and I had a whole conversation about it. But you know, 343 came out and they said, uh, John, uh, is it Junizek? I don't know I say his name precisely, but he's the community manager, I believe. He said, to address the feedback on Battle Pass progression, we will be making targeted tunings to our model later this week. And that's already happened as of now. To start, we'll be adding Play One Game challenges to help make sure you consistently progress to the Battle Pass by placing matches, by playing matches the way you want. Sorry. So, yeah, you, they have a, a challenge now. You play a game, you get XP, and then the kills thing that Jaren said. And they're, they can't fine tune the whole system. They're working toward adding an underlying progression XP system like every other fucking game and fine tuning the battle pass more to make it where you rank up steadily and it's improved and better. I don't know why they didn't know this would be a problem to begin with, like what the fuck or were they just in too deep or or were they just refining this system, knowing it wouldn't be great and then knowing that they would get the leeway to change it moving forward. I don't know how the hell they didn't know this would be a problem, but it is. And I, but the, the good thing is they're working on it and it's only going to get better.
0: Yeah, that's fair. The last thing I'll point out about this was they've delayed the first season and then they now say that it ends May 2022, which means that they've delayed the co-op campaign because the co-op campaign was supposed to come out when season one ended. So by extending season one, they've pushed back the co-op campaign and Forge.
1: Yeah, they they talked about this. um, Yeah, pretty recently. And it's they plan for seasons to be three months. Uh, And then, yeah, they delayed this one, I guess, three more months. It's going to last till May, which is the through May. Maybe it's the fifth month of next year and the game launches December 8th. So it's a six month period for this first season. And they said that this gives them more time to, you know, polish the first, the second season to make sure the content is ready for people and that the first season that that stuff all rolls out good. They take feedback in and they implement it. They said that they're not just delaying it with nothing, though that they're going to be adding more of these limited time events, the first of which starts, I think, November 23rd, if I'm not mistaken, something around there. Um, and so they're adding more stuff in like that, more cosmetic items, things like that. It's it's kind of unfortunate that they're delaying it. Like, Jaren, it's going to be literally June. It's going to be E3 before we get the second season of Halo Infinite's multiplayer. That's okay <laughs> with me because I don't care. And I don't care about the battle pass. I don't care about the seasons. I don't care about the cosmetics. I just like playing the game and I just want to play SWAT and all these fun game modes. But for the longevity of the game and for the player base, as it were, and at large and all these people who are the, who stick around for these kind of games, I don't know what that means for them. It's probably negative. I mean, I assume it's negative. It's better for the game because they need it clearly and it's going to be better clearly to begin with. We and which we said before at the, at the end of the day, this game should have been delayed, you know, another three to six months. But they can't do that, and it's good that they didn't for multiple reasons, and it's fine if you're okay with the game just taking a while to get where it needs to be. Um, but yeah, it's six-month
0: first season. It's like, whoa, that's a long one. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for where it's going. Uh, there has been a lot of campaign news also, but I don't want to talk about it on the show because I've heard from some people that moments that are in the preview would have actually been better experienced if the players got to experience them on yeah. their own. So I'm mostly just saying to stay away from previews and just wait until you get the game in like three weeks.
1: Yeah, I haven't read them in depth. Uh, early previews are positive. That's that's really all I'll say. They're positive uh, and people are kind of in all their preview coverage, just seeing like hopefully it'll stay this way throughout the campaign or we don't know if it'll fall off, but we had fun with what
0: we played and see the vision. The most I've heard about it is it has a Fallout 3 walking out of the vault type moment where something is like, wow. This is awesome. And it also has had comparisons to Breath of the Wild. I've seen the Breath of the Wild comparisons.
1: People, like a lot of some, I don't know whose it was, but someone's I saw kind of angle for coverage of it was Halo Infinite is more Breath of the Wild than it is uh, Far Cry or whatever. Which Which we were worried about. Yeah. Which we were (laughs) worried about from the initial campaign trailer. And again, we'll see what all, how all this holds up. These are just initial previews from people who played the game for three or four hours. So yeah, we'll all play it on December 8th and then. Jaren, let me tell you something. Can I be honest with you, Jaren? I'll be the judge. I'll be the judge about Halo Infinite Gambit. Thank you. Thank you, Jaren.
0: Okay, well, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm.
1: Bustin' makes me feel good. Mm, Jaren, I will not hit.
0: I will not hit. <laughs> All right. Second story. Phil is talking, like, a lot. That's what you wrote, so it must <laughs> be true. The first one. Phil Spencer has gone on to say, Xbox Game Pass is very, very sustainable, as it is. And he said this on an Axios interview where he was talking to steven totillo he's the former uh former editor-in-chief of kotaku who left for greener pastures (laughs) that's who steven totillo is essentially they asked him about all the criticism that xbox faces where people say that it's like oh it's burning cash it's burning through this that's what we hear on the internet all the time and my favorite thing that phil said was he basically just invited people to do the math this was his quote I mean, you could do the math on Game Pass. I guess you don't know how many subscribers or how much each subscriber is paying, but you can make some fairly informed decisions and literally just do the math on what we think Game Pass could eventually be. You could do that on any part of the business, but absolutely, Game Pass is sustainable.
1: Yeah, there's a key takeaway from all this, which we kind of know. Jaren and I have this. The point is, Jaren and I had this information. If you've been listening to the show, we talked about this a bunch. Uh, the thing is, people on the internet still don't believe it, and that's kind of the angle that uh, Jez Corden takes in his kind of Windows Central write up of this as well. Uh, which which is like Phil Spencer is just putting this to bed here in the interview and saying like, for internet people, I think Jez Corden even says like, with with him saying this, will the internet people finally believe him? Probably not, but but you know, this is what he says, and so he says a lot of stuff about Game Pass in here about it kind of growing the diversity of content. The big thing is that he, yeah, he says it's sustainable. Uh we already knew that just because Microsoft has its backing and because the the service is growing steadily with subscribers and they're putting bigger games in there and all these things. But the clearly the because he didn't say it and this is true, the service isn't profitable yet. Like it's not it's not making Xbox money. It's just that it's sustainable as a model for now until it grows to some certain extent where it where it's actually generating profit. You know, like like Netflix did, like Amazon did, these kind of things. But that the point here is that X, that Game Pass is not going anywhere, and it's not in any imminent danger or trouble of being a catastrophe or being like canned or something. Like it's it's working out, it's good, and it's where they want it to be, and doing what they want it to do at this point, and that it's going to continue to grow, uh, hopefully until it becomes profitable. But there's a reason he didn't say
0: profitable, and he said sustainable. Yeah, well that's also the thing too with Netflix is Netflix has only been profitable like I think like two years in its entire existence, and they're not like two consecutive years because Netflix spends like ten billion dollars on content sometimes. And the point with Netflix is though, if they ever looked around and were like, yo, we need money, they could just produce half as much content in a year and make like 15 billion dollars. Yeah, they in choose this case, to spend the same though, as they make.
1: Like, because the point here is that Microsoft can fund
0: them till the end of time. <laughs> with the other parts of its business so that's true but i mean like even if they wanted to show off profitability in game pass say in like three years if they just because of all the exclusives they have coming out eventually if they just bought less exclusivity from other games they could just like take a step back for like a month and they could probably just grow the amount of money that they made and just be like see look it makes money if we don't spend as much money
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i i kind of see that i I don't know the numbers behind that of them like taking a break or stepping back or spending less and how subscribers fall off if they do or spending less on third-party partnerships and second-party partnerships with Game Pass because that's where a lot of the money goes is them literally just spending and buying these deals from other developers. But it does again, it doesn't matter because as Microsoft as a corporation and what Phil said, they're fine with it. Like game, Obviously, Microsoft, the corporation, is subsidizing Game Pass and the expenditures required to keep the service afloat. But it's growing and becoming closer to profitable, we presume, and it's successful in their eyes, and it's sustainable as a business model. So, for now, that's what Phil says. So, that's, that's good. That's a great thing. Um, but that, you know, I just, said, I just don't want people to be confused like Xbox fanboys go on the internet and be like, see, Game Pass is profitable. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not profitable. That's not what he says. And that's, that doesn't matter because, X- again, Microsoft is the wallet. So, it doesn't matter. And Microsoft is profitable by many, many degrees.
0: Yeah, Microsoft makes more money in like a quarter than Sony makes in a year. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, or it's worth, or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, I mean, if you guys, I mean, you want to look at
1: it, if Forza Horizon 5, like this last week has been one of the biggest weeks for Xbox ever. It really has, it's crazy. I don't know if it's since we recorded, but from, was it November, the week of November 9th to like November 16th was absolutely absurd with the launch of Forza Horizon 5, and all, like all that did and then the 20th anniversary stream, Jaren, which we're going to talk about more of that later with The Rock and all these things. I don't even know if the documentary coming out is in is in the FAF. And, and did you put that in there?
0: Yeah, it's in the FAF. Uh,
1: dude, nailed it. Fucking called it, dude. So they, they got a lot of shit going on with <laughs> yeah with that stream that was very exciting. And you're like, wow, this is fucking really cool. And PlayStation did shit all like this during their 20th anniversary. I think they released like just a limited edition console and kind of called it a day. Uh, and then, they, yeah, a bunch of announcements. And then Halo Infinite multiplayer shadow dropped crazy yeah and it worked and it was fun which is even crazier honestly so yeah it's just been a big crazy week and with all that like the halo stuff coming out forts all these things it just the point i was getting to was it looks like game pass has not hit its stride yet like not even close like this shit's gonna start popping off
0: yeah caleb it's almost like microsoft finally did what we've been telling them for years and they made games and then the players came (laughs) good games too like games that are fun (laughs) like really cool and
1: fun and yeah and a great service and a great con like it's all but backed by be by it being a great console and a great service services are so key you know
0: yeah services are key for sure yeah and one thing that also was announced at the xbox 20th anniversary which phil spencer has also gone on to talk about what they announced 76 games coming to backwards compatibility and it's the last drop because of legal and technical constraints and phil spencer went on to talk about also speaking to axios he went on to talk about how he would like kind of an overall emulation to come to the industry which would solve a lot of these issues of games staying around and he he says my hope and i think i have to present it in that way as of now is as an industry we'd work on legal emulation that allowed modern hardware to run any within reason older executable, allowing someone to play any game. And he kind of points out how the m- movies and the music industry has done this forever. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that games need to reach that same plateau if they want to continue to have like their history around.
1: Yeah, and he said, I think in the end, if we said, hey, anybody should be able to buy any game or own any game and continue to play, that seems like a great North
0: Star for us as an industry. Yeah, but people don't like that. Dude. You got to be able to remaster games all the time. Yeah, how, how else is <laughs> a Sony going to charge you a director's cut? Yeah, if you have access to all your games, how are they going to charge you a director's cut six times? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense here. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, it's somewhat of a bad example, but
1: it's just, I, I just want to, I like pointing out every time the director's cut bullshit. It's just, it's so funny.
0: Dude, uh, when they make the new version of the PS5, they're, when they make like the PS5 Pro, they're going to drop the publisher's cut.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah dude, Jaren, it's impossible <laughs> to get those PS3 games on PS5. It's impossible.
0: Dude, it's, you know, it's difficult. <laughs> It's difficult but out there. What what about this, Jaren?
1: I would assume you'd have a lot to say about this, you know, being a a big fan of the emula- emulation and things of that nature.
0: Obviously, it's a great goal to move towards. I don't think publishers are going to do it because they've seen how much money they can make from just uh slowly making games available or discontinuing them and then bringing them back Nintendo style, GTA style. Wait, no, they don't they don't bring them back, but I guess they release definitive editions. Yeah, GTA removes the old games from the platform and then puts out new ones you have to buy. So I don't see any of these publishers actually following through with this, except for maybe Microsoft, because like, sure, they'll throw it on backwards compatibility, but it doesn't make sense for them to do this stuff when they've already seen how much money they can make from avoiding it.
1: Yeah, there's just so, there's so much money you have to be made from it. And it's, it sucks for yeah, preservation, history, and all being able to play, just being able to play the games that you bought. And you're like, I bought it 20 years ago. Can I play it? And they say, no, you got to buy it for this platform. And you're like, well, that's annoying. You know, I don't like that. I would like if you were nicer to me. And then Phil's like, Big Daddy Phil says, we're nice to you. And I say, thanks, Phil. That's super cool, man. He's like, yeah, no problem, <laughs> G. And that's, that's the conversation we have. But other people, like Nintendo, suck ass. And I find it super funny, I really do, that Xbox is the oldest, or the youngest, rather, of these three, you know, between the publishers, um, uh, Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox. And the Xbox is the youngest, yet they've done definitively and out of the fucking stratosphere a better job at preservation and making older titles accessible and only having to buy things once and being able to access them on multiple platforms, even multiple systems and PC and Xbox, all these things where Xbox has built this Continuous heritage that is weird because Sony and Nintendo have so much more potential there, and they just refuse to be cool about it. They just refuse. I don't know why. It's like how does Xbox have more continuity and stuff with its nostalgia IP products, all these things and systems than fucking Nintendo and Sony? They're or, they're older and they have more IP in like these realms, you know.
0: It's because they make so much more money on selling nostalgia that it doesn't make sense for them to do nice things for their community.
1: Hey, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's it. There's not, There's no debate or discussion around it. That's just, that is it. <laughs> Nintendo can put out Mario 3D All-Stars for fucking five months and then delist it and be like, come back later. We'll see you in six years and we sell these again. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
0: Yeah, I don't know. And and another thing, like speaking of exploitative possibilities and like things that companies do to get extra money out of people phil spencer did speak on the possibility of nfts in games and this one like they they wrote a pretty big article on something that it i don't feel like is that in depth but phil essentially said what i'd say today on nft all up is i think there's a lot of speculation and experimentation that's happening And that some of the creative that I see today feels more exploitive than about entertainment. And shockingly, his comments came after executives from Take Two and Electronic Arts spoke positively about NFTs. Arguably two of the top three at going in and doing exploitive things to take your money.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I'm so high on EA after Activision, dude. Like, I don't even want to. EA has become like my best friend for no reason, they don't deserve it. But but Activision's so bad I don't even want to shit on EA anymore you know <laughs> it's like it's like we're not congratulating them enough for not being Activision
0: <laughs> uh yeah there, dude there's some things in the faf that uh that make EA sound like old EA oh are there okay are they diddling people <laughs> still or <laughs> no, no, at no, all rather? no no they're they're free of the diddles
1: okay I was gonna say because Ubisoft and Activision are out there diddling but more to NFT speak yeah EA CEO Andrew Wilson said. I think the play to, earn, or, yeah, play to earn or the NFT conversation is still really, really early. And there's a lot of conversation. And there's, at some level, a lot of hype about it. I do think it will be an important part of, our, uh, part of our, and then M-Dash, uh, M- of the future of our industry on a go-forward basis. But it's still early to kind of figure out how that's going to work. And yeah, Phil's more like, nah. And he, Phil was basically saying in his interview, which was the big Axios interview that he did, I think the same day as the 20th anniversary uh, event, he did this 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 huge interview and in this he talks about the NFTs and he said uh, he said let me find it I lost my place Jaron gotta reopen it one sec he said basically if you put something on the store that's exploitative we're gonna take that shit down and we're just gonna kind of go on a base by, case by case basis and maybe you know at some point we'll come up with some kind of real policy on it I think Steam already took their shit off though right of the yeah NFTs. Valve yeah. has
0: recently banned NFT games but it's like specific things it's not like EA and Take Two are putting. NFT games on Steam and Steam's banning them. It's it's creators trying to like sell a game for like ten thousand dollars because oh, it's see. like the one game.
1: I don't understand this shit enough. I mean, I understand it a little bit very basically, but I don't understand it enough.
0: And that's kind of where I gotta leave it, because I guess this isn't an NFT podcast, huh? <laughs> no, it's it's <laughs> definitely not an NFT podcast. And yeah, I think we're trending towards Things being exploitative, but we'll see if that's how it goes. Phil would know the best because he's probably seen these early plans from Take Two and Electronic Arts, and and if he's already saying, eh, maybe not. We might we might be scared of what's to come from those two. Yeah. And the last thing, finally, that Phil said. Oh my God, you talk so much, Jan <laughs> <laughs> Xbox has been pushing him to kind of find a successor, and Phil said clearly, as somebody who has been here for 33 years, I have more years behind me than ahead of me. He told GQ. But the longevity of this team, the sustainability of this team, there's nothing that's more important to me now than that. So Microsoft's essentially saying, hey, Phil, maybe you should start like grooming someone to like live underneath you and and take over from what's to come. And one thing that uh, he talked about that I was actually super interested in is uh, kind of uh, funnily enough, they they name things in. Uh, like, their various, like, ideas for the future. They call them Horizons. Yeah, I I saw that, too. That was pretty cool. (laughs) And Horizon 1 plans are things that are happening today. Horizon 2 are projects happening in a year or three. And Horizon 3 are big ideas that might not happen for five years or even ten years. And then he said, Horizon 3 projects are bets that probably won't work, but are important to have a team working on to ensure innovation thrives in the future. Yeah,
1: some of that was from... um... Uh, VGC Jordan Midler, because I think the part they took quoted out of it was probably won't work. Uh, talking about yeah. the Horizon Three project bets. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. he said, "Quote: What I've learned is it's also very risky not to do. Uh, not to do meaning take risk. You have to plant those seeds today because they're not just going to happen, and you're not able to buy innovation easily. And so yeah, that that Horizon thing I also thought was super cool, and it's cool that to know that Phil." I didn't know exactly how long Phil had left Jaren to be just to want to be in his position, not to live. I'm pretty sure he'll be alive for a while. (laughs) But I didn't know if he was like wanting to exit Xbox maybe in a year or two or whatever. And he just, it seems from this interview, I kind of got happy about it because, and people, some people who were dumber maybe or more ignorant read this and was like, yo, Phil's exiting, he's out. And I'm like, I don't think so. I think Phil was more like, I'll be here for another maybe eight years minimum or something. And I'm like, oh, shit, because that's what it seems like when he's talking about kind of the timeline of the 33 years behind him. And, you know, he has more years behind him than he has ahead of him. I assume he might be there still for like eight years before he leaves, like if he likes this role, unless Microsoft super high promotes him to something that he can't pass up because of money. But it seems like he likes his role. (laughs) Like It seems like 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 he wasn't even
0: thinking about it. Yeah, It seems like he wasn't even thinking about it before.
1: Yeah, and they're just like, He's looking into shit normally of being like, okay, and he thinks, I, did I, didn't I I bring this up like a few episodes ago? Where I was talking about Phil and Phil leaving and my worry about Xbox and what it would look like and what it would mean whenever he's gone. And Phil's yeah. like, yeah, babe, I got you covered, dude. And I'm like, dude, Phil. And he's like, Caleb. <laughs> and I'm like, and then we embrace, you know? And so, <laughs> and so that's it, man. He knows. Like, he's got me covered. He's like, I'm looking into that. Don't worry. We're going to find someone. You know, we got horizons, it's going to be all right. And I'm like, all right, Phil, I believe in you. But I hope he's here for like another 12 years. That'd be nice. That's kind of on the high end. But, you know, I think maybe he'll be here for like seven, like till the next generation. That'd be cool. He's a great steward of the platform.
0: And then you have me in the background cheering on like, bring in Phil Jr. <laughs> was that from <laughs> Was that from our news from the future? Yeah, news from the future, we said Phil Jr. was going to take over for Phil Spencer. (laughs) You better, dude. I better get Phil Jr.
1: We better not get, what do we get? What is the Doug Bowser equivalent for Xbox? What is that? You know, Jimmy Chief. Jimmy Chief, (laughs) yeah, last name Chief. (laughs) That'd be funny. I guess you'd have to go Halo related. Or his name would be, I don't know, Dom. So then all the Gears people would just yell, (laughs) Dom!
0: It's just Vin Diesel, but he decides to be Dom.
1: I dude, I'd let I'd let Vin Diesel run Xbox, man.
0: <laughs> the next up story, we're just gonna go over this one quick because I kinda nailed exactly what it uh is in the tagline. I wrote Xbox used to be stupid. And <laughs> before Netflix came along, Xbox Game Pass was going to be a rental service. And this came from Sarah Bond in an interview that she had with British GQ. And this article is written by jared moore over at ign but essentially xbox used to be a re- xbox game pass used to be a rental service and because netflix wasn't a thing yet and when they were coming up with the original idea that's what it was and then xbox came or uh, netflix came out and proved that streaming was sustainable and then xbox went yeah we were dumb let's not do that let's <laughs> let's do it the other way hey dude super great call to not do that
1: <laughs> <You know? laughs> Wait, did they you... were like,
0: yo, let's be Blockbuster. And then everyone else was like, why?
1: Did you see this cool thing in the article that says the studio's decision to launch as a streaming based subscription service came in part due to the successes seen by other companies using the model, turning a rental service codenamed Arches into the game subscription service we know as Game Pass? Again, from IGN. Did you know that it was codenamed Arches before, like, that's what Game Pass was codenamed before,
0: at least? That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool to know that kind of stuff, like, to see a bit of the backstory. Yeah, that's some deep cut shit, Arches. That's. That was that was Game Pass. If they were doing that back in the day, I'm glad Phil's here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thank God, man. Like, again, I hope Phil, dude, I need to find a way to
0: clone Phil so he can run Xbox till the end of time. (laughs) And the last thing in the X block, some Game Pass related stuff, Caleb. I'm going to burn through this pretty quick. There was some Game Pass news jam from that, that anniversary event, though. Yeah, dude, there was some Game Pass-related news. Why don't you hit him with it?
1: Oh, I don't remember. There's no link in the doc. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) This is my job. This is when I check out and get a drink.
0: All right, some of the stuff that's upcoming. Deer Simulator comes out November 23rd. Mortal Shell comes out November 23rd. Evil Juniors 2 comes out November 30th. The Gunk comes out December 16th. Total War Warhammer 3 comes to PC on February 17th. Stuff that's leaving Game Pass on November 30th. Call of the Sea, FIFA 19. Football Manager 2021, Haven, Hello Neighbor, Mook Red or Mork Red. That's racist. And... I don't know what it was or how you said <laughs> it, but it was racist. hundred percent. You fucked that up. <laughs> VA 11 Hall A and December 8th Destiny 2 Beyond Light leaves Game Pass. And something that I saw apparently in one of a sizzle reel, uh, games like CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077 and Mortal Kombat X popped up. And CD Project Red has gone on to clarify that there are no plans currently for Cyberpunk 2077 to come to Game Pass, so maybe that trailer doesn't actually mean anything. That being said, the control developers also said that four months before the game came out on Game Pass.
1: Wow, good call, Jaron. Some stuff I'll say about this real quick. FIFA 19's leaving Game Pass, but isn't that shit gonna be an EA access or EA play anyway?
0: Um, they could also just be retiring the older uh like they could just be rolling uh, the older FIFA games out of yeah. EA play altogether.
1: I see what you're saying. Okay. And then the gunk coming out December 16th or whatever it was. Uh, dude, don't forget about those boys. You know, that's a bold move launching December 16th, but like right after Halo and all this press and the game awards and what. but they're out there. The gunk people, yeah, dude, they go know check what's them out. out. And then the third thing I was going to say, Jaron, what was I going to say? You remember?
0: Oh, do I remember what you were going to say?
1: Yeah. You have any idea? No. <laughs> Alright. Maybe <laughs> I'll remember it in like 10 minutes. Okay. Oh, oh, I remember what I was gonna say. It's not Game Pass related. That's why I got confused. There's a huge Black Friday sale right now. Uh it's live on the Xbox store. It's the biggest sale you're gonna get for many of these games for the entire year. So if there's anything you have, if you have some extra money and you wanna buy some certain things, and they're the kind of things that you know will not be on sale more until the next Black Friday, and you wanna play them before the next Black Friday. Uh, go check out that sale and buy some shit. You know, now's your time for some savings. There you go. Thanks, Caleb. Now I
0: don't have to mention it at the end where I had it slotted in.
1: Jaren, I'm 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 so smart and it got <laughs> such a big brain and with a lot of wrinkles that I'm just ahead of you, man. You know. <laughs>
0: well, are you ahead of me? Because I already planned to put it at the end before you thought of it. Game pass or play, Jaren, Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Jaren, that's when we, what is it? What are we playing? Wreckfest? Is that it? Wreckfest, yep. You've
1: played it a lot, and you have a lot of ideas and opinions. I have uh, it installed, which is uh, kind of ahead of the curve,
0: honestly. <laughs> In typical Caleb fashion, doesn't start it until two days before the I like the my ideas to be out.
1: fresh, Jaren. Here's the thing. I want to be older when I play the game, and therefore wiser, and have better opinions. Unlike you, you peasant.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on to the FAF. The Jaren, faff it's 118 you- <laughs> a.m
1: it's so early in the morning (laughs) why
0: why do we do this the FAF is where you go to find out the news that you don't need to know but the news you might want to find out if you see it scrolling past your twitter feed and you're like ah should i click on that no you should not give them the ad revenue you should come here and listen to us talk about it for free instead yeah all right caleb what's the first thing in the faff F- fucking me this whole podcast but the next thing is micro fat. disney world is coming to minecraft caleb if, wait disney world is coming to oh are they having one of those like themed worlds that you yep. can okay apparently the dlc pack is available on the minecraft marketplace for about ten dollars Darren, you're a big disney fan H- how
1: many hours are you gonna play this and none uh, zero none hours? Yeah, i'll just go to the park in real life Okay, yeah, well, that's a lot of money, you know, and some people got locked in a... Didn't they get locked in a theme park like, Malaysia or some shit? <laughs> didn't that happen? Uh, dude, I don't know. I haven't I think, been to Malaysia. I think that ha- I think there's some theme park somewhere, <laughs> like a Disney theme park, where people literally got... They had, like, a COVID outbreak or something. They all
0: got locked in the park. Oh, it was in Shanghai, wasn't it? Yeah, dude. Shanghai, a what, dude? All right, Caleb, the next one. Xbox's new controller has Phil Spencer's autograph on it. I mean... What's that worth, Jaren? What's Phil Spencer's autograph worth? Dude, I don't know, but this anniversary controller is set to celebrate 20 years of Xbox and when you pop off the battery pack like the back, it inside it's signed "When everybody plays, we all win" and then it's signed by Phil Spencer.
1: That's pretty hot, see, Jaren? This is just a this is a microcosm. This is one of many many things where like why doesn't Sony do shit like this? I would be so much more interested in their ecosystem, if they just did a lot of cool shit like that, You know what I mean? Like, you know, But it's like, well, the signing on the back of the co- controller isn't a big deal. I'm like, like a huge deal. I'm like, yeah, it's not a huge deal, but it's like, it's everything. I guess, I guess at this point, I feel like they could be so much more engaging and fun. You know, like they used to be super fun, at least a bit more. And now they're like, so, I don't know, man. I, sh- I want to love Sony stuff more. And every time I see shit like this, I almost expect Xbox to do this kind of shit, which isn't even... I shouldn't expect that, but it's because it's super cool. And I'm like, man, I always think like, man, I wish PlayStation had something cool like this, you know,
0: that they do once every month or so. You know how we always ask Microsoft to actually sell us the special edition things? Mm-hmm. Well, this next one, Caleb, Xbox is teaming up with Gucci to create a hundred of these crazy bundles that are these like Gucci bags that have an Xbox Series X in them and two special edition controllers, Caleb. Are you going to get one of these? What is that about, Jaren? Maybe PlayStation was on something. What the fuck are these Gucci bag things?
1: <laughs> you going to get one, Caleb? No. How much does that cost? Ten grand. Ten grand? Dude, what the you f- <laughs> Dude, PlayStation
0: forever, man.
1: Fuck Xbox. <laughs> a bunch of bitches. <laughs>
0: And the last thing in the micro because Caleb already talked about the six-part documentary series, the first teaser trailer for the Halo TV series has been revealed, and it showed basically nothing.
1: Why did you sound sad when I talked about the, the documentary? Did you really want to tell people about that, Jaren?
0: Oh, no, no, it's all good. I was going
1: to say, you could tell them. Go ahead, Jaren.
0: You got the floor. No, no, we're all good, Caleb. Hit me with the next one.
1: Oh, okay. Dumb and Dumber, the EA story. I'm pretty sure it's the Caleb and Jaren story. <laughs>
0: ea awkwardly marks skate 2's xbox return by reminding fans that its servers are shutting down <laughs> <Look at> EA. <laughs> classic ea jaren it's like hey we put it on backwards compatibility get hype uh but we're sh- we're shutting the servers down speaking though. of ba- backwards compatibility did
1: you mention the games coming to backwards compatibility earlier or did you not mention that this episode
0: no, no, I said in the when we were talking about Phil Spencer stuff, I said they announced seventy six games. Oh, okay, see, it's one twenty two a m. so I don't remember what happened in the last piece of faf. so. <laughs> And the other EA one, Caleb, Battlefield 2042 has launched without voice chat, and it's unclear when it will be added. Uh, Even the PC version? It just doesn't have voice chat unless you use Discord or the party system.
1: No matter how ass the multiplayer was, I still (laughs) would have bought this game on a sale. Uh, Not full price, because, you know, why would I do that if the the multiplayer sucked? I would have bought this game on a sale if the campaign actually worked, yeah. Like, if there not worked, but if there was one. Sorry, I'm tired. But if there actually was a campaign for this game... And it had a really cool premise with, like, the weather events and the global war in 2042, whatever the hell was going on. You know, that's just, it's such a missed opportunity, isn't it? Especially when you don't nail the multiplayer, <laughs> even though you didn't focus on a campaign either. It's, that's what I
0: said, the dumb and dumber story, EA. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I guess EA, you know, we can't give them, like, an a, a or even a B rating yet, even though Activision and Ubisoft are fumbling.
0: Yeah, dude, it's true. Activision, and Ubisoft have their hands in your pants. While Take Two and EA have their hands in your pockets. They sure do, Jaren. They use like AI sourcing. Take Two did to
1: like remaster uh, the Grand Theft Auto trilogy thing. Like apparently, there's stuff come out that they use like AI for a lot of it. Like that's why it fucked up some signs and things <laughs> in the in the in the the trilogy, which is b- busted. You know, it just sucks. It just I don't I hate these people. I hate everybody, Jaren. I hate you. I hate, I hate for for a
0: man who wants this podcast to end, you do keep bringing up different things. Jerry. you're not being nice to me right now. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> Why are you being mean? All right, Caleb, we're moving on to quick quips. Darren. it's not my fault there's a lot of news. <laughs> Boba Fett will join Fortnite in December.
1: Where? <laughs> what do you mean where? Is it skin? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Obviously.
1: Okay, <laughs> dude, it's like one The fuck else
0: would it be? You think real Boba Fett's gonna show up? The way you said it, he's gonna, it, gonna do a concert. He will
1: join Fortnite? I was like, I was thinking Fortnite was a person. <laughs> you know, like, F- Boba Fett is coming to Fortnite.
0: There's, I don't know, a join, I don't know, man. I don't know. And the last one, which I traditionally take. Sources say Vanguard was Call of Duty's worst UK launch in 14 years. 14 years. Sounds like about the age dating limit for Activision employees.
1: Anyway, wait, employees or or executives?
0: <laughs> executives. All right, nailed it. See, we saved it at the end, Jared. Yeah. Great quick whip. And that is all for episode 34 of the X-Block podcast. If you would like to listen to us somewhere else and you're listening to us right now, you can head over to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast that Anchor supports. And... You can head over to YouTube if you like listening to your podcast there. We got some nice people on YouTube, Jaron, leaving us comments and things, you know? That YouTube yeah, channel. true, dude. Some subscribers or whatever. You know, go over there to, what is it? The Block Podcast. All right, there you go. There you go. Shout out to the YouTube people. What up? And if you would like to follow us somewhere outside of the podcast, maybe find our tweets where we shit on Activision occasionally or any of that kind of stuff, you can head over to at Block Podcast on Twitter, or you can head over to at Block Podcast on Instagram. And Caleb will now tell you about our Patreon and our Twitch. The Twitch is the underscore
1: Xblock over there and subscribe. One day we'll go live and you'll be able to see it. I'm tired, so I usually do a huge spiel here. Not this week. Uh-uh. Patreon.com slash Xblock podcast. Money.
0: That's it. (laughs) Money. (laughs) I want to go to sleep, Jim. All right. And... Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell the mailman when he brings you your dildo that you ordered for Christmas. He already brought that. (laughs) Tell him to listen to the X-Block podcast. X-Block out. Thanks for listening to the X-Block. New episodes every Monday at 5 a.m.